So you've been wondering whether to start a podcast as a way to generate more leads into your solopreneur business. The thing is, you've already got a lot going on and no room in your schedule. So is podcasting how you should be spending your time from a marketing and productivity aspect? Stay tuned because we're sharing insight to help you decide whether or not to add podcasting to your to-do list. Let's go. Hey, you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for busy solopreneurs who want to improve their marketing productivity. Join us every Wednesday as we share actionable productivity and marketing tips to help you overcome those inevitable messy moments. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hello, friend. Welcome to episode 80 of the Messy Desk Podcast. I'm Megan Monahan, your content marketing coach. And I'm Teresa Safali, your productivity coach. You know, podcasting has really taken off in the past few years, and it's grown so much more popular, as in there are way more podcasters and way more listeners. That's true. In 2018, there were around 500,000 active podcasts as compared to over 2 million now. As of this year, about 57% of U.S. consumers listen to audio podcasts. And podcast ad revenues in the U.S., are expected to surpass, check this out, 2 billion annually by 2023. So the numbers show that the podcast industry is growing. At this point in your business, you may be wondering if you should start a podcast as a way to increase brand visibility and generate leads. But just because a certain marketing platform is becoming more mainstream or popular doesn't mean that's a sign for you to jump on it. That's right. It's smart to pause, reflect, and consider first. Choosing marketing tactics requires forethought, and podcasting is no exception. So today, we're sharing our perspectives and insight on podcasting from the aspect of marketing and productivity. I often get asked about starting a podcast, so here you go. All right. Of all the things you can do from a marketing standpoint, is a podcast a must-have in your business? My opinion is probably not. There are more effective uses of your resources, at least in terms of where to start with lead generation. A podcast would be way down on my list. I agree that in most cases, starting a podcast isn't your go-to strategy for generating leads. That said, we both agree that if your version of a podcast is not actually starting something new, but repurposing video or blog content, into an audio format, then maybe it's worth considering. Why maybe in this case? Because downloading the audio from a video or recording yourself reading an existing blog post is not the same commitment as starting a podcast from scratch. Repurposing videos or blog posts into audio is much less of a time suck than starting a podcast from the ground up since the content already exists. Additionally, it can be easier and faster to build a listening base when you already have audiences for your vlog or blog. So in this specific scenario, starting a podcast is potentially a marketing productivity win. And that's as long as you have other marketing tactics already working to bring in consistent leads. And as long as you capitalize on existing content and streamline the podcast administration process. <sighs> Otherwise we can say to put the podcast on the back burner for now. All right, so what led to these viewpoints? 
First and foremost, podcasting is challenging when it comes to building an audience and getting traction without a lot of active promotion. If you're not out promoting your podcast everywhere, it's going to have significantly less visibility. You see, blogs and videos organically attract attention due to search algorithms. So even if you skip promotion to some extent, those algorithms are going to save your butt. Podcasting doesn't work that way exactly. Sure, podcast platforms like Apple, Spotify, or Chartable send people your way, but those platforms aren't the same as Google or YouTube. People use Google and YouTube for search, not podcast platforms. And yes, Google also has a podcast feature, but after a year and a half into the Messy Desk podcast, it's our blog posts that rank versus the podcast itself. Podcasts just don't have the visibility of video or blog content yet. So without that extra organic visibility that you get with blogging or YouTube vlogging, your podcast relies on you to promote it. If you're not going to be actively promoting, it will take longer to build an audience and generate leads. We definitely know this since podcast promotion has been one of our weaknesses. We'll admit it. Inconsistent promotion has meant slower growth. Thankfully, we have the blog to help get us more traction. Another reason you may want to hold off on starting a podcast is that there are fewer people listening to podcasts. Yes, podcasts are growing in popularity. However, listening to podcasts isn't yet an everyday behavior for a lot of people, at least not like watching videos or reading. I mean, even on social media, are you more likely to watch a video or listen to a podcast? Yeah. Although podcasting is an authority booster and it helps you connect with your audience, we're talking about tactics that generate leads. That means getting new people to discover you and interact with your brand more often. So with less organic visibility and a smaller pool of people to start with, podcasting can be more challenging as a lead generator. The flip side is that since podcasting is less saturated, you may have a higher chance of standing out, even if the audience is smaller. So it's definitely a consideration, especially if your niche doesn't have a lot of competition yet in the podcast world. But for all of the effort, you may want to focus on tactics that will help you reach more people. Also, when we're talking about content marketing that you can manage by yourself, podcasting isn't so easy. First, there's the content creation. When you're eloquent and good at talking off the cuff, the content part may not be too tough. If you prefer to write a script, it will take more time, but it may produce higher quality episodes. However, if you choose to interview people, that takes a lot of prep and admin work. There's background research of guests coming up with unique questions, finding and scheduling guests, doing the interview, and all that comes afterwards. When those tasks all fall on you, it's bound to impact your productivity. Time management and planning ahead are key. Then there's the editing. Yikes. Uh. Uh. (laughs) A lot of time goes into editing the audio. It's not as simple as recording and publishing. It seems like that's how it works, and you can probably do it that way, but then the quality is going to be much lower than you think. Editing really makes a significant improvement. 
Plus, you're going to probably want to edit out mistakes. I mean, we do. We make lots what? of mistakes and we no, have we to edit it out. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't make any mistakes. We do it perfect every time. <laughs> That's right. I forgot we're perfect. <laughs> Thankfully, we knew from the get-go we'd outsource editing. So if you go that route, you'll save time. But you'll need a budget and very good time management to stay on a schedule so that the editing gets done in time. There is no last minute content creation when you're relying on others to get work done within a deadline. That's so true. We also want to mention that the very nature of podcasting makes generating leads more difficult since most people consume your content on the go, on a mobile device, and often while they're doing other things like driving, exercising, or cooking. I mean, I actually listen to podcasts in bed in the morning or at night. So how are you going to convert that listener into a lead? Because if listeners are mobile and multitasking while listening to your podcast, then getting them to take action, like downloading a PDF or signing up for something, is more difficult. Listeners may intend on taking action, but since they're on the go, they can't at that moment. And once a listener moves on from an episode, what is the likelihood that they'll come back to take action? You know, people are busy, they forget, and other priorities pop up. So you'll need to take advantage of show notes, vanity URLs, and other workarounds to make capturing people's information easier. Inevitably, though, the podcast format makes capturing leads a little more challenging. Whether you're outsourcing or investing sweat equity in a podcast, always factor into the equation that you're a team of one. The question isn't really, should I start a podcast? But... Is podcasting an effective, manageable, and sustainable way to support my marketing goals and invest my time? That is absolutely a good point to make about what to ask yourself, right? Because I get people telling me all the time, you know, oh, is it a good idea to start a podcast? Um, but, they're, but they're not thinking about whether it's effective, manageable, or sustainable. And that's so key. I wanted to really double down on that. Um, this also means that whether to start a podcast depends on your business goals, your audience preferences, existing commitments, and resources. It's so important to consider all of those things. In this episode, we're focusing on using a podcast to generate leads when you're alone in your business and DIYing it. And that may not describe you. Marketing isn't a one-size-fits-all. So it really depends on your current situations and goals. Amen to all of that. You know, I think the obstacles that we mentioned here are why a lot of people stop podcasting or don't stay consistent with it. It becomes more of an afterthought than a commitment, and that's going to make podcasting even less effective. That doesn't mean you'll experience the same. However, if I had to choose just one content format, I'd go for vlogging or blogging before starting a podcast for lead generation. I have to admit that if I had to choose only one, it'd be vlogging or blogging as well. And I'll go a step further and say that if I, if I could take Megan and like go back to the beginning of the Messy Desk podcast, I'd have pushed for a vlog instead of a podcast. I know, I know it's true. I think you're right. We should have opted for a video show. Hindsight, right? Yep. So at the risk of repeating myself, the most important thing to remember is to set goals first. If podcasting is the best, most accessible and manageable way to support those goals, then go for it. If not, 
consider other tactics that will help you achieve your goals. Just because you can doesn't always mean you should, right? Exactly. You don't want to chase a shiny object and distract yourself from more important tasks. Speaking of goal setting, don't forget to pick up the content strategy from scratch workbook if you need a template for setting content goals. And you can pick up the Daily Achievers Weekly Action Planner to help you easily prioritize, organize, and strategize your content marketing tasks so that you can take action on those content goals. Ultimately, we're always looking for effective marketing tactics that don't derail productivity or negatively impact existing commitments. What sounds like a good idea at the onset could turn out to be something that takes you away from more important work. So approach your decisions with care and be willing to abandon a tactic that isn't working for you. By the way, we have some extra content in this episode's blog post. We cut a bit from the audio in the interest of time. So check that out if you want to hear a few comments about how to start a podcast with marketing productivity in mind. There's a link to the episode's webpage in the show notes. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next Wednesday. So the numbers show that podcast, so Teresa can read exactly what's on the page, <laughs> but just because I can't talk now, Oops, galore. <laughs> but you need a budget and a very good time management and extra words. <clears throat> Podcasts just don't have the visibil- visibility, visibility. <laughs>